What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with you with my co-host. Anaya Bo. Yes, another edition of Rad Parenting, episode well over 20 now. That's Can you believe that? Insane. Yeah. We are having so much fun. Too much fun. Oh. Hey, we had fun yesterday at my 4th of we July party. We did? Oh my gosh, this is the follow-up. Did we talk about the 4th of July party on the last episode? Yeah, we did. This is truly the this follow-up. Is, this I is love the follow-up. it. Okay, epic party. I don't know if your daughter's was anywhere near that great. Um, the, the, you, I really, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what happens when you like actually invest in a space and you build like tree houses and you have pool parties for your children. I've been doing, I think, a slightly different version here in LA. But anyway, I, it was awesome. We had so much fun. It was really, really great. Yeah. All I got to say is it was two days of setup and then today, so I could be here in the studio in time to do this, got up at 530, which... You know, I'm not like a 5.30 guy. Like, I have a rule. Like, if it says 6.01, I'm cool. But anything with a 5 in it, I'm like... Not no-go. So everyone, though, and I didn't know this till midway through the party yesterday. Oh, hey, Dad, we're all going to Disneyland tomorrow. I'm like, <laughs> really? And then they all left this morning at 6.30, and I just walked out to the backyard, and it looked like a scene out of a movie. Like, uh, just everything, everywhere. Surprised. Yeah. What about those desserts? There were so many desserts. I'm not oh, really a dessert guy, though. Oh, I, my God. I am. I, yeah. And that when that fresh, warm strawberry pie arrived at the party, yeah. I couldn't get to a For everyone action. listening, like, literally, when this pie showed up, I saw another side of Anaya. She, like, followed the woman into the house, <laughs> and the woman was still saying hi to Karen, and you were, can I have a piece? Can I have a piece? Stop. Like, you were literally, Stop. you are stalking a little bit. It was a little weird. I was like... <laughs> T- have a drink for no no need some strawberry it was still hot the lady uh, was, was like it was insane she was very flattered yeah, i think it was great anyway and then how about my little one wrapping oh. up the don't don't give her a mic i'm gonna take she's sh- seen me on a mic and she thinks she can just well in last week's show we talked about your one daughter turning uh 20 yep and and it was um it was great to meet your youngest because your youngest was just immediately in the party had um at one point a mask on swimming in the pool with like a dolphin, mermaid tail mermaid, mermaid tail. tail and then she <laughs> said i like talking into the microphone and she said i said you want to go talk on the microphone right now because we had a band playing and we had all this this pa full setup. stage full stage it's awesome and i said do you want to go on stage right now and talk and she said yes and it was at the and i didn't realize this until later she went up there and she thanked everyone for coming to the party and i think she thanked everyone so much for coming to the party because then the party ended <laughs> Do you realize everyone left? And I was like, they thought you brought her they, up there to wrap it up. They thought it, it was over. And I was like, wow, what a great way to get everyone to get out of my backyard. At it was like awesome. Seven. They split. Yeah, it was like seven thirty. Oh my god. Yeah, and then finally I, I I got a chill. But uh, we wanted to follow up with that and let you guys know that uh, we had a great Fourth of July. Um, if you guys remember the episode before last, and we talked about it last week, we did a whole episode on self defense and how important it is and why uh, it's something that all of your children need to learn, and not just for the girls only, for the boys, for everyone mixed up and why it is such an important factor in raising your kids. And that was our self-defense episode. We talked about it last week that we would have our guest in here, Ellen Snortland. Did I say that right? You got it. Did I nail it? Yep. She's been patiently sitting there where we talked about 4th of July. <laughs> and you're, you're, we're going to talk about uh, your whole organization, Impact Personal Safety. Um, what I'm so excited about is that I thought that you just did Impact Personal Safety. That was all you've done. And then when Anaya and I started talking, you had a whole other life 
here in Hollywood that led you to start Impact uh, Personal Safety. Yeah, let's just start yeah, there. I, think, I such, say we start such a there. great story. And thanks for being here the day after 4th of July. Oh, yeah. you're welcome. You know, I just want to back up a little bit because I didn't start Impact Personal Safety. Okay. And uh, the reason I'm into self-defense, are have, well, it's multifaceted, really. I grew up with the last name, which I spell <laughs> phonetically for people, <laughs> Land, Snortland, okay? <laughs> so that which does not kill you makes you strong. So I was bullied incessantly for that last name. So I know what it's like to be bullied. And I know what it feels like to not have any tools to handle bullies. And so I used my wit and I became the class clown to handle Ellen Snortland. <laughs> Land, right? So there's that factor. And then I did not start Impact Personal Safety. I was lucky enough to stumble upon it. When I, as a segment producer for a big time talk show, uh, had my staff search for the best self-defense program on the planet. So you're having one job, and at that point, you, the people that are working for you, you wanted to find out, hey, I want to find out a way to protect myself. So you use those resources of finding the best yes, organization. Yes, it. and to do a segment on it. Cool. Okay, but so it in, was legit. Let's not make it no, sound like no, it was I mean, legit. Now, here's the thing. Why did I come into the office and say, yes. find me the best yeah. self-defense? Yep. Well, the night before... Um, my husband and I, being Los Angeles, uh, were in two separate cars. We came home at midnight straight up on the clock. And he pulled into our skinny driveway and got all the way to the back first. And then I followed him. And all of a sudden, I hear him knocking on the driver's side door where I was driving. Mm -hmm. And he says, stay in the car. Look, somebody's broken into the house. Now, it's deep midnight, pitch black, and a craftsman that is three blocks east of MacArthur Park, which is not dissimilar to Beirut during the war. It is so violent in that neighborhood. And I've been living there for, that's a whole nother story. But sure enough, I look over and there's a brick on the ground and there is a cracked window. Somebody had used the brick to break in. And so he goes into the house. He tells me to stay put. And I shook myself out of my princess mode. Oh, he'll handle it. Right. What was he going to do? Go in and wrestle somebody? I mean, he'd had high school wrestling. That's it. He didn't know anything about anything about self-protection or handling violence. We should have backed out of the driveway and gone to the, the police. police. Mm -hmm. But no. When people are under stress, they default to gender, rigid gender roles. And for men, they are requested and required and raised to be the protector, and girls are raised to be the protected. That's basically still very, very rigidly in place. But more about that later. Anyway, so I get out of the car and I go, what kind of wife am I? I love this man, and he's in danger, so I'm going to go in. So I open the door, and as I am... Crossing the threshold, a man in a ski mask comes up the basement stairs, mm. raises a knife, and is ready to plunge it into me. I froze, which is a typical response. Whoa. And a little voice in my head goes, do something, do it now. And I screamed so loudly, that man dropped the knife, grabbed his ears, and ran like heck. So your scream wow. got, saved your life. Yes, and I told the police officers, look for a guy with bleeding ears somewhere in an ER, and you got your guy, because this is no small thing, because I, uh, you know, I have a degree in theater and film, and I'm an actor, and all that kind of stuff, so I know how to scream. And so, uh, you know, my husband was in another part of the house. He didn't know if he was going to find me dead or alive. Oh, so it was terrifying. 
and it every single thing you see in a movie came true. It's, there's a there's a freeze response, and everything slows down. That's called tachypsychia. I mean, his knife. The street light glinted on the blade. I mean, it was like one of those movie moments, right? Jeez. Anyway, so Greg, my second husband, now my ex-husband, uh, came down and he really didn't know what he was going to find. Wow. And what he found was I had slumped to the ground and I was shaking because I had a huge cortisol and uh, adrenaline dump, yes, which is what yes. happens. And it's all very scientific what happened. And I, I, I was like you know, shaking like a leaf for, oh, a good 15 minutes, and then sick to my stomach really, really badly. And Greg said, you know what, I'm going to give you a self-defense class for your birthday. So, you know, I want you to find the best one there is. And so I went to work the next day, and I became obsessed. Mm -hmm. And I asked every single woman, do you know how to protect yourself? Do you know how to protect yourself? And we had a big staff, maybe 60 people. And not one woman said, yeah, I think I could handle myself. Wow. And every man said, oh, yeah, which I know a bunch of them were lying. I, I'm telling you right now, I can't. <laughs> I, straight up. When you said your husband went in, the first thing I said was, I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. And then when you said, oh, you know, it's a male response. I don't have that. I'm like, well, you have I ain't a lick going of in sense. The, no, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> but, a, I just would be, I would, my, I, whenever I, you know, you read the stories about policemen or firemen, I, I have so much respect for those people that they just. Mm-hmm put fear behind them, men and women, and then go straight in there. So when, when you said that, yeah. w- now, can I ask you a question? When you, sure. were, when you said uh, you became obsessed, yeah. d- did you just literally start asking every, everyone? Because that is store. such a great thing to ask someone, hey, do you know how to protect yourself? Because right. right now when you said that, I was like, I don't know if I could. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is a much more powerful place to come from than, yeah, I know how. Because that makes people do stupid things. That's right. And it's it clouds your judgment. And so there are men who get themselves in trouble and other people in trouble because they think they got it handled. And or, they don't. Or they think that they're supposed to step up and appear like they, they like they can yeah. because that's what we socialize boys and men to do. That's is right. to, and if you can't, fake it till you make it. Like, th- act like you can for fear that somebody's going to diminish you yeah. as, you know, some weakling or whatever if you don't right. at least try. Right. Well, that's, that's all ego-driven and sure. driven by action movements movies and all sorts of notions of toxic masculinity, which is what I consider it to be. Yeah. It's like, we're all just folks here. Okay. I love that term. Yeah. Well, it's not toxic mine. Toxic masculinity. Right. right. Misrepresentation is an amazing movie. Uh, Jennifer Newsom um, has been uh, key in identifying toxic maxu- masculinity, although a lot of women have been talking about it for a long time. So can you define that, please? Yeah, I've never so heard that well, it's the We're It's the, the masculinity page. that has men dehumanize themselves. It's like you can't cry, you can't yes. show weakness. you got to go in and get the bad guy. Yeah, and you yeah. can't ask for directions, and yeah. you have to appear to be a lot more or a lot better or a lot superior, basically. Yeah. And it's it's one of the poisonous parts of the dominating culture which is you know we're really just all folks and that's part of my mission which is to to normalize not only self-defense but men as being just our brothers and fathers and nephews and loved ones really absolutely and i I think to that point i think when we say toxic masculinity we need to be really clear that that toxicity is not just about like because some people go to oh well that that affects women negatively what you're saying is it's also toxic to the men themselves because it's limiting them uh in so many ways we're disabling their emotional selves just as one facet of that well also if you're afraid that you, you you truly don't have the answer and you were just using the term 
fake it till you make it. Right. I mean, if you're living, as we all know, man or woman, and, and you have to fake uh, your true feelings of, yeah, I really don't know how to get there, but I'll fa- that's a terrible yes. way to be living. So there's the toxicity in that, right? Yeah. Right, yeah, right. for sure. I so, want to ask a question. So when, rewind, you, you start asking people at work, hey, do you know how to defend yourself? In the grocery store, everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I'm like uh, out there yeah. and just going, wow. I need to find out why this is, why mm-hmm. 100% of the women say they can't, and most of the men say they can. I need to read a book, because that's my go-to. I read books. I am a voracious reader. I have my law degree. I passed the bar exam, knew I didn't want to do that, got into entertainment. But I had never run across anything that explained why women think of themselves as defenseless and men think of themselves as the answer. Because right. clearly... And here we have a society that we're surrounded by images of violence, not only in entertainment, entertaining to whom, mm-hmm. um, but the news. Mm-hmm. And I was also a journalist. So, you know, I have a lot of different elements of my background that had to kind of have me be the f- perfect person to write this book. Uh, so since I couldn't find a book that would explain it to me, as Toni Morrison says, is that if you can't find the book you want to read, you got to write it. <laughs> So I wrote it. And that's how I wrote Beauty Bites Beast. And it was it's not a how to book. It's a how come. How come we raise boys and girls so differently so that women uh, and girls think of themselves as helpless. Yes. And we're creating a dependency that is as pernicious as convincing girls that they can't be independent financially. There are some pillar issues that if you convince a group of people that they can't do something, it's so debilitating that, you know, it takes something. It takes real, for lack of a better word, gumption Mm -hmm. to get yourself out of that rut. Right. Got all, all of this inspired by such a scary, tragic moment. And then you go on this journey asking everyone about, but I want to get into like, when did you say, all right, I got to figure out how to protect myself. Like with writing the book and everything. But at that point, you know, getting like, I want to do something about it right now. I'm going to, I'm going to learn how to protect myself. Well, what happened is that when my research staff uh, found what is now called impact personal safety, what was it called then? uh, Anything different? Yes. (laughs) It was called model mugging. Oh, interesting. It's like, what do you you jump? because of the padded men? Y- yes, you ah. jump. You jump lovely tall women. I don't. I. It was like I didn't wow. get it. And there's there's still model mugging is still out there, but that's not us. That's not, okay. because we branched off into what we call now empowerment self defense, which is particularly keyed into the socialization that we do both on women and men. And uh, we also make sure that the girls and the boys get to see women teaching. We always teach in pairs of men and women so that they see that men are part of the solution and that women know what they're talking about with this, too. And sometimes we know better than the men do because they have not walked a mile in our pumps, but we have. And we know the little subtle things. And there are there are reports that there are well-meaning but clueless, uh, frequently male martial artists that go, yeah, I can teach you. It probably won't work for you because you're not as big and strong and la la la. They don't think that that's uh, damaging. But see, women already regard themselves as not able. So to say something like that in the context of teaching is really undermining and not like they're 
not like they're being mean. They think that maybe warning them right. that they're probably not going to be able to do this, but I'll teach it anyway. And one of the things I do with my movie is that we show men and women in partnership teaching uh, because the the key factor here is that if a woman sees a man do a move, it's the same move a woman would probably make, but she's probably not going to say, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Not necessarily a given. Mm-hmm. But if she sees me doing it, mm-hmm. she goes, yes. oh, if she can do it, I can do it. But it, And I think it goes back to what you said at the beginning, even in the original situation that you went into, that was a partnership. You were coming home with your husband. Right. You know, if the two of you know how to both go in and, hand, you know, not handle a situation like you guys both were faced with, but at least both going in, knowing how to protect yourself, that, that right there is that partnership. So I, I could only imagine watching a couple and learning from them. If you're, you know, man or woman, you, you could see, okay, the move that, you know, that I thought I couldn't do, I might be able to do. Yeah, and we do at Impact Personal Safety, uh, who, by the way, is led by my uh, my uh, author, co-author. co-author. Thank you. I was going, what's, what's that word? What is co-author? that word? <laughs> um, uh, Lisa Gaeta. Um, we have a class given occasionally, which is a partner's class. And um, the prerequisite, of course, is the man doing the men's basic and the woman doing the women's basics. But it is we have code words and the expectation for most perpetrators is that they're going to ignore the woman and uh, take on the man. And it's like, oh, that's a really silly Mm -hmm. mistake Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, for instance, in my partnership with my dear husband, uh, I'm far more formidable than he is. And, you know, it's not that he's not able because he is, but the, the su- element of surprise and yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm really fast and ferocious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can tell right now just so, sitting across from you that yeah. you could move quick. You don't like, want to mess. Yeah. I don't even want to get up too fast from my seat right now. You I don't know, want to. I, don't I know. Think that's, that's because you're, you're, like I said before, you have a lick of sense. <laughs> I, a lick of sense. Yeah. Gosh. Okay. So let's, let's talk about, um, so you go, you go ahead and you write uh, Beauty Bites Beast and you discover that, th- that these are, these are the facts that we are socializing boys and girls differently. And this is, you know, contributing to what's happening out in the world in terms of violence, in terms of attack. I got to say, and why is that? I mean, I know that we know that's happening, but it, it, is that what's the agenda behind that? What, oh, why? Man. Big, got that's a, a big got question. Is that, we don't have, is that too <laughs> long of a show? Time. You had a couple weeks? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, just, go, go ahead, well, Alan. The, primarily, there. Huh, well, I have a whole chapter on... Um, just a broad stroke of why is that message being pushed out there? It's not... Still. An, yeah. It's not an easy answer. Primarily... We have very male-centric religions where the primary image of the divine is a male. So, um, and very, very strict gender rules in the fundamentalist practices of all these religions. It's Christianity, Judaism, and Islam Mm -hmm. that put women in basically a second... um, Inferior, subservient mm -hmm. position to to, to men. Right, and and so then that is, um, you know, and this is, we talk about all the time how much this is perpetuated being hidden in sort of the fabric of our culture and our, not just religious traditions, but also how we teach in school. Just from the time we bring our babies home, 
as girls or as boys and these sort of gender roles and behaviors that we attach to each. And then in fairy tales, when we perpetuate that idea of the damsel in distress and then the prince has to come along to A, save her, B, make her happily ever after a possibility and and so on and so forth. So it's deep programming that we keep perpetuating. Yes, and it's not most people attribute it to biology. And I don't think it is that. I think it is something else. And it's mostly uh, answered when you're able and willing to be in an inquiry, which is, well, who benefits? Who benefits from this? The real answer is nobody. And Absolutely. certainly not society. I was just going to say. Yeah. But the interim benefit looks like it goes to the domination uh, modality, which is like a whole nother subject and a whole bunch of ra- a raft of other books, right? Mm-hmm. But um, Rianne Eisler is a brilliant writer, and she talks about getting back to partnership mode, which is true partnership is available. And has, we have hints of what that would look like in Canada and in the Scandinavian countries where there's just not the rigid devotion to gender roles like we have reflected in most of our entertainment. I mean, women are pretty invisible when you look at it in Hollywood, and that's our major faucet, if you will, of entertainment and the storytelling that we see, which is mm, women my age are certainly invisible. And, you know, I didn't just go out to the pasture one day when I turned 36. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. like, I'm not going to my pasture. So there. <laughs> so so I, I love and it's sort of tied to what we're talking about right now. I, I know from having ha- had you come in regularly, we have Impact Personal Safety come in to do our Real Girl Empowerment Camps. So there is a 90 minute segment dedicated. Walk me, walk me through that. If, if it, I was there. Incredible. And I'm a part of it. I'm a young yep. girl, young boy. And, and all of a sudden, OK, Impact Safety, uh, Impact Personal Personal safety is coming in today. What right. happens? Okay, so so first of all, it's part of so our our, our ninth module in the Real Girl program is um, ba- basically um, discovering your strengths or owning your strengths. And so we do this whole like you know w- warrior woman presentation, and then Impact comes in. Uh, you know, often Ellen. We're very fortunate to have her, and then one of the padded men, these incredible men that have dedicated themselves to being ex- really highly trained and wearing these these pads. And we'll talk about why they're so important in a moment. But one of the things that Ellen says at the beginning is, you know, when you and correct me if I get any of this wrong, but these are the things that stick with me. You know, if you picked up a cat and the cat didn't want you to hold it, what would it do? It would it would claw at you. It would let you know it would it would meow really loudly or whatever. Um, If a dog was encountered by another person or an animal or whatever, and that dog wanted to let you know you need to back off, what would the dog do? And they know right away, oh, well, it would growl. Would you ever stop and see, is this a boy dog or a girl dog so that I can determine if I need to take this dog seriously or not? I love that. And the the, the answer is absolutely not. And so, and it's so interesting and so complimentary because we teach the the girls that go through our program very early on, that they have razor sharp instinct, that every female animal has razor sharp instincts, because if she couldn't tell when she was in danger or her babies were in danger, soon it would mean the end of her species. And so by the same token, there have been studies done that suggest that the the human species is in some trouble because we have so socialized girls and women to tamp down their instincts and not fiercely protect themselves and their babies that were actually collectively in in jeopardy. Oh yeah. And so and and the, these little girls, you know, responded this very quickly. So so then Ellen begins with this is I'm walking you through. 
just starting with using your voice to tell a potential, you know, perpetrator. And this goes, I mean, you said you talked about bullying at the beginning of this of the segment. This is from everything from somebody comes up and is intimidating you with words to you actually feel, you know, scared walking home from school one day. And so the first thing to do is just is to do your version of growling, which is this deep, no BS no, like saying the word no in a way that is not like some baby bird. And let me tell you, Joe, that at the beginning, and Ellen knows this firsthand, we've got girls that are like, no, like they can barely get it out. Some girls have said, I'm not comfortable yelling. And so you think about that now, parents out there, and when I think about with my own girls, if my daughter felt like if she that she was in danger and she couldn't give a deep, guttural, growling no, like back the heck off, I would be afraid for her safety. And the person on the other side of that would think, oh, this is a no-brainer. I've got this one, no problem. Yeah, she's not going to yell. Right. Feels uncomfortable yelling. That she, right. She's, that, so we, we, we so socialize girls to think that saying no is being mean, is not being nice, that they don't even have it in them. They think that they're doing something wrong. Yeah. I, let me just insert here um, that that goes for women, too, in some ways even deeper than the girls, because by the time they reach majority, mm-hmm. they've gotten what they've gotten by means of not uh, strength, but by means of being super polite, super nice. I mean, nice under the most terrible of conditions, which I'm not anti-nice. It's just not the best tool for every job, right? Yeah, (laughs) and and, and like you just said, by the time a a girl's turned into a woman, if, if she's uncomfortable yelling when she was a teen. That's right. She's not going to be at, at 35 it's or 25 so deeply now cool programmed. With it. Right. Exactly. And the other thing too is that when you are experiencing an adrenaline rush, it's not a chemical that makes you articulate. It makes you freeze. I was be- just going to ask you, do you ever have situations where people have taken the class and they've learned it and then a situation happened and and they and they and they could have protected themselves but when it actually goes down, bad guy situation happening that the person freezes? I, or do you go into an instinct mode if you've learned? Well, well I was getting that. Okay. And that, that is, that's why we practice. We don't train your brains. We train, well, we do train your brains, but we train your body. So a good example is that once you learn how to swim, unless you have brain damage, you can't unlearn how to swim. So it's like you, a muscle memory almost. That's right. It's Love completely that. muscle memory. Yeah. So I don't even worry about somebody remembering what to do because I've worked with them so many times in 90 minutes yeah. in the real girl camps, for instance. It'll be in their body forever. Yeah. Now, wow. would I like them to take a longer class? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's not rocket science. It is biologically mother nature's gift to everybody to want to protect oneself yeah. and you do have to give them tools you don't you're not born swimming That's however right. most people once they're given some basics will never forget it once they learn it the same thing goes for physical self defense and you must practice yelling no it's not going to come to you because what we are all we're so programmed and our brains are so plastic we've seen enough screams on in movies we've seen enough things that we're always learning and we're always applying it to ourselves and so once you've practiced yelling no mm-hmm. you don't have to come up with it when it's happening you will already have it 
accessible. Right. And I think that that applies. So we see it most prevalently among girls because of the way that we program them, that they're supposed to be nice, whereas we give boys permission to be more aggressive or demonstrate anger or back off. But even with, you know, I think that it's so important that when those girls tap into that thing in their body and they're given overt permission to stand up for themselves, you know, Ellen always says, what is the best fight? The best fight is no fight at all. Right. Which is exactly. And so then if they're going to if the but if the perpetrator is going to keep coming at you now, you're going to know what to do. And I think those kids, girls and boys end up leaving these classes just knowing, oh, my God, I can do that with my voice. I can do that with my body. And they carry themselves in a way that is going to tell whether it's a, a bully at school or an actual like, you know, adult who wants to try to stuff them in a car. They're going to carry themselves in a way that that bully or that perpetrator is going to be like, this isn't the one. No. Right, which is the other thing well, they say to them. They this... don't want to fight. That perpetrator wants to be able to get away with it quickly and quietly. They don't want to go to jail. And if you've got a kid or a, a, an adult on your hands that's going to put up a fight and make a stink that's going to draw attention, they're going to move on to the next one. And that's that's the goal, right? So we want to get to the next one and the next one and the next one so that it's a really stupid thing to attack other people because this is a basic literacy piece that I think we have a human right to. Yeah. When when you're, you know, as a father of, of a daughter, um, you know, when she was, when my daughter was super young, we enrolled her in, uh, into karate. And, and, she, and it was great because it really gave her like an idea of um, just getting used to her body and moving around. And w- when you just mentioned the swimming thing, that you don't forget it. It's even now, uh, if her brother and her are messing around or if I like come at her like from behind... I, I have to be careful because I can get an elbow to mm-hmm. the face. Or she knows these moves. I'm like, I have, I literally have yep. to remind myself. So when you said that, that really, that really, that reminded me that 90 minutes in your course can really change a kid's life with just 90 minutes with learning that muscle memory that'll be with them for yeah. the rest of life. I got to ask you a question. Do you ever have, when you talk to parents, like maybe, oh, I don't know. I don't know if my daughter needs to learn that. I don't, oh, she'll bet. be okay. Do you, do oh, yeah. you, do you encounter that? Yeah, and w- there are a lot of counterintuitive things to the work that I do. Um, if I, I haven't done a survey on this. And I would say that a lot of times it's the fathers that will get their daughters into a class like this, even more so than women, because women don't know the power in their own bodies, and they have they have coped in other ways, culturally acceptable coping mechanisms, right? But the fathers know that other men and boys are just human beings. So they're not mystified by this kind of idea of superior maleness. They know that, you know, a kick to the the nether Groin. region. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you can say here, but yeah. the, the, the gold mine. You can say yep. nuts. <laughs> yep. Groin. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, so we have seen more fathers in some ways bring their girls. Now, that has changed because we've been doing this long enough that the women we trained 25 years ago are bringing their children yes. to us. Yeah. And they know that's so, so important. And it changed their lives. While you've been doing this for 25 years, have you had a student that took that 90 minute class that you, oh, OK, a group of kids. And then 10 years down the line or five years down the line, you get you know some sort of contact from them of, Hey, I want to let you know, Ellen. That saved I was my in life. A situation. Oh yeah, we have success stories like that all the time. I get success stories from people reading my book, Beauty Bites Beast, and say, "If I had not read your book, I'd be dead right now." Yeah, which like that's enough to keep me going forever. 
You know, it's like, gosh, you know, the ideas are so powerful. Man. And to you make, know, I just love the idea that you can make a difference in 90 minutes because the first thing that I think of, and I know some dads and parents are like, oh my gosh, it's, you know, I'd love to enroll them in some sort of self defense class. It's going to cost a lot of money. And right. it's going to be. Or I can't have one more thing every Saturday. Exactly. For the next and six I months. get it. You know, we talk about that a lot on the show. It's driving here, driving there, got this, got that. But this is so important. And what I do love about it is the 90 minute idea of, Learning something. Obviously, you want to do more. Right. Let how, me just clarify yeah. something. Impact Personal Safety itself does not offer 90-minute classes for We're kids. We're just we do very it fortunate real, for real girls. Real girls. Okay. 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 But it is a tribute to the power of this because it's not rocket science. It doesn't take a lot. And it just takes some focused and uh, really magnified learning to just get it. That's yeah. right. It's, it's like ducks to water. There's nothing bizarre about any of it. So, right. so for for listeners out there right now, they're like, I'm in. I want to get the book. I want to. I want to. I want to enroll my daughter in Impact Personal Safety. How would they go about doing something like that? And, and are you got? Are you all over the United States? Are you guys in certain cities? How could something like that happen? Okay, so uh, we're part of a network of what we call adrenaline based training. Okay. Uh, it, explain that because I've referenced that mm-hmm. before. The adrenaline-based training is muscle memory. It's like the body really doesn't know the difference between real and uh, rehearsal when it comes to a, a man grabbing you from behind. Your mind doesn't go, oh, well, this is just pretend. <laughs> Your adrenaline <laughs> spikes anyway. And this is what all first responders do. They approximate dangerous situations as closely as they can so they get their adrenaline out and over with in practicing okay so that's what we do this is adrenaline state training and impact personal safety los angeles is impact personal safety los angeles we have affiliates all over the united states i wish we were in more cities um but there are you know, New York City, uh, Bay Area. Where could, where could they go to, to find, find ImpactPersonalSafety.com. ImpactPersonalSafety.com. Mm-hmm. All you one word. You start there. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. all one word. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, then, and, and they could also Google adrenaline-based self-defense. I mean, would that be I, – I just – I really want – because I If they I do that, you. if they do that, yeah. I want to make sure they have women teaching also. Okay. And t- tell us why that's important. Well, I – talked about it earlier and that is little girls when they see a guy do something don't mm-hmm. necessarily go oh well if he I can, can do, do that, that yeah i can do it not necessarily especially if you have a well-meaning yet clueless male teacher saying yeah well this probably wouldn't work but they already feel that way yes yes <laughs> you know and you know i i just can't emphasize enough that most people don't have uh, an open relationship with talking about the incidents they've already been through. Mm -hmm. So it's an area of our lives that we don't really talk about, we're not conversant about. So that's why I've been making a documentary called Beauty Bites Beast, because I want to alter the conversation that we have or actually don't have. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really, really missing uh, that we don't address what is somebody supposed to do during an attack. Uh, we talk about before how to avoid it. We talk about what to do afterwards, but very rarely do we talk about here are some things you need to know and have practiced to save your life in the moment. You know, so that's why I wrote Beauty Bites Beast 
in the and first now, place. And now the documentary, which you're in the, the uh, what is the exact? We're in the post-production the phase. The post-production phase uh-huh. and entering film festivals, yeah, uh-huh. right? So mm-hmm. that's just important in case there's anybody out there who, you know, wants to get on board with that. Yeah. So then as a parent, because this is who we, we have parents listening. So they go to impactpersonalsafety.com. They want to look at, you know, how do I do this for my son, my daughter? How does a, a mother or a father, you know, get involved themselves? Because I also think that there's something really great in children seeing their parents. You know, my daughter, when she took it, knew that I had already been through with my older daughter mm-hmm. one of your classes, mm-hmm. which I think was part of the like, oh, I want to if you're if you're doing that, I want to be able to do that, too. Mm-hmm. So what is the next step after that? So they, they find you and then what should they plan? What's a good place to start that would, is going to feel manageable? Well, I always feel like parents should take our three hour introduction course first. Mm-hmm. Because then they're not freaking out about, oh, you know, I don't know what they're going to learn. La, la, la. They have a foundation. And w- you'll naturally want to share it with your kids. Right. So so we have a three-hour introductory course that's co-ed. So both the mom and dad can take it. Mm-hmm. And um, that so that's where I would start. Right. And um, those are really, really affordable and accessible. And I saw I see people's lives change right before my eyes. They're different from the way they walked in and Absolutely. the way they walk out. And that's the three-hour introductory course. And you can apply that tuition to a full-time, uh, you know, a, a full basics class. Which which would be what length of commitment? 15 to 20 hours, depending on, okay. on when that is. And okay. we do a men's course um, once a year or once every other year. But men think, oh, I don't need anything. Which, I so much want to take it. Oh, I want to take it and then come back should. on the show and yes. talk about what How, it was the like. Impact on I want to do it. With, I want to do. I want uh, my wife and I to do it. That it would be great. We yeah. would. I think. I think. A. Uh, both of us need those tools so that if we were ever faced with the situation that you were faced with in that garage, and we went into the house, obviously we talked about. I wouldn't have been like, I got to go in. I would have been like, we're out of here. <laughs> Yeah, she'd be like, where are you going? No, (laughs) Joe, come back. There's no one here. There could be. (laughs) But I think I love the idea that because I know right now some couples that are listening are are, that would be actually something for for the both of you to do. You learn. And then when your kids see that mom and dad have done it. I love what you're saying. Oh, I know what my son or daughter is going to learn because I already took that class. Yeah. Anytime you demystify something you know it just makes a huge difference absolutely because people have ideas and notions about what self-defense is that it's just not accurate and i gotta say this ellen the thing that you keep saying with swimming and and i know anaya brought it up it's it's so true we we, you spend the money on the swim lessons we've all done that you gotta have swim camp this is the summer you're gonna learn to swim so right now people are listening this is the summer that you learn about self-defense because you know what you're spending the money on a lot of the camps that let's be honest I don't know if they are going to be the greatest singer in the world right now. I don't know if they're going to be the drama person that you think they are. Or the are. best athlete. And absolutely. Hey, you know but what? I paid a- for basketball camp this summer and it's great, yep. but I don't know if a Lakers jersey's ever shown up in the mail. I don't right. know about that. But I do know this is that uh, self-defense, that situation is more likely to happen with my wife, myself, my son, or my daughter. And I feel like with Impact Personal Safety, it really it's giving you a menu of, hey, check this out. You can. You don't have to make this your life. We're not yeah. getting karate and the purple belt and all that. Because I know are, that that's a lot of time. We are very supportive of people doing martial arts. Great discipline. Wonderful athlete, uh, athletes come out of that, that foundation. It teaches so many things. That's not us. 
we're down and dirty, quick. Yeah. Well, street fighting. Basically. You're the duct tape. And, and, you're the. Du- and, you know when you go. You know. Hey, should we call the plumber? No, give me a roll of duct tape. Yeah. That, that's like I need. And, and it's and it, it, it's for me. I'm not like a fighter guy. So something like this. I really feel that could really be beneficial in our home. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing is, in addition to the, like you were saying earlier about the, the adrenaline-based training where that feeling of having somebody come up behind you and having you know that, that adrenaline rush, it's also, and I, I see this with the girls, the, the padded man actually has to demonstrate, and I think this, again, has something to do with the way that we socialize girls, they don't want to hit him. Until he can demonstrate, you're not actually going to hurt me. The reason I have this suit on, like, go ahead and kick me in the groin. I promise you it won't hurt me because they are reluctant to do that. And the important piece of the padded man, not just in terms of the grabbing, knowing that adrenaline when when you're being grabbed, but also what it feels like to throw a punch or to, you know, knee somebody or kick somebody and know that you can and that you'll survive it and then you'll move on and you'll, you know, have done something for yourself. It just affects you on so many different levels. I have levels. to pull something away from what you just said because um, we have to unteach this every time mm-hmm. we do a class. You said throw a punch. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. Well, yeah. it's important because little yep. girls will be breaking their their hands yep. and so will little boys yep. because that's what they see. They see people throwing punches. People who throw punches are trained highly to not break their hands. Right. And uh, what we teach are eye strikes and heel palms which is you are less apt to hurt yourself. And we have to unteach all these punches right. that we see because they've seen movies, they've seen cartoons where people throw throw punches. Right, yeah. And, uh, you know, so I'm kind of on a, a mission to end punching. End punching. End punching. <laughs> end punching. End punching. That's what it's about. Okay, I, so I got... your kids spend some time in water. They spend a lot more time just walking around the planet. And, and if you want your kids to not only be safe, but be able to walk around knowing that they have the ability to protect their precious selves um, every moment to to deter bullies, to deter perpetrators, this is an essential act of parenting um, for our children. So important. So important. And Alan, I got to thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, uh, the book pleasure. that you guys got to check out uh, is Beauty Bites Beast. Also documentary. That's going to be, we'll be letting you guys know uh, as soon as Alan knows. Uh, and the Safety the Godmothers date. is the, uh, is safety the second Godmothers. book. Safety Godmothers. That's the second book. The Safety Godmothers, we wrote to share, uh, parents to share with their kids. It's uh, reader friendly. It's for young adults uh, from mid- middle school on. Awesome. And the parents that read it with each other and with their kids uh, are just blown away. Blown Brilliant. away. Yeah. So we've got information on, on rad parenting today. We've got tools on rad parenting I, I got to say this, man. My, my word that I'm taking from this show, toxic masculinity. Yes. If Ooh. I was going to start a new band and I was 15 <gasps> again, I'd toxic Absolutely. masculinity opening for bad religion, Mohawk, just boom. That's, nice. I would, oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> I, I, I got to ask you guys one thing. You keep saying the padded man. Oh. Can, before we split, can just someone, can, Alan, sure. can you give yeah, me a description sure. of the, we have, the padded? Is it like the Michelin man coming in? Well, like, people have said that before. Yeah. Uh, we have specially designed armored suits for our male instructors from head to toe so that they can take fight after fight after fight after fight without, you know, damaging themselves. And um, because if they did what they do without it, there would be one fight and one fight only and they're out of there. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, made to take a licking and keep on ticking. So shout out to all the guys that are the padded padded men. You bet. And they are very, very rare people. They need to be psychologically prepared 
to have people beat them up and to say terrible things. That's another thing we do. We uh, inoculate people against language that is meant to freeze people and to intimidate it, intimidate people. Perpetrators and predators, they know if they say something bad enough to some people that that will freeze them enough that they can just overtake them. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tactic. So the padded so men are throwing, they're throwing out... The vocabulary that an attacker might use, yeah, uh-huh. and the whole—it's the whole—it's the whole, it's the whole, yeah. the whole if, thing. If you do anything, I'll hurt your parents. I mean, there are threats. There are things that get said to children. I will kill your dog if you do such and such. If you don't get in the car with me right yeah, now, uh-huh, and they uh-huh. know that will yep. shut the child down. Yeah, and therefore, and in this and in this class, impact personal safety, you are going to learn those. Hear those things because. It, it's not going to, and then right. when it actually might happen, it's no longer practice. And to know I've that it's it. being used as a tool by the perpetrator to strip you of your power yeah. and be able to overtake you. I mean, look, our listeners, this, to me, I feel like this is one of the most important gifts that, that we are, we are Well, the offering. reason I wanted to have Ellen in here, I told you, was because uh, the, the self defense uh, episode did got so, so many, well. yeah, did so yes. well. And yep. I love when we have a show that people really sink their teeth into. And then when she said, I can get Ellen to come in. I'm going to put you on the spot right now, Ellen. Could we give away your book on the show? Can we do And And then you'll sign it. Oh, yeah. You'll sign it. Okay. So, awesome. hey, check it out. Uh, if you've listened to this show, all you got to do is this. You got to go to uh, Rad Parenting Facebook page. Uh, you guys have been there a few times. Like our page. And then share this episode. And what we'll do is we will pick, just like we did for the Steve Cavalera skateboard or the Jimmy from Pennywise uh, record, um, we'll, we'll have a signed book from Ellen, uh, Safety godmothers it's the brand new one and then when the documentary comes out beast that bites no beauty bites beast okay beauty, beauty bites, beast. bites beast yep the beast that bites yeah the, the beast, beast does bite. stop biting okay. got it beauty's gonna bite the beauty's him. gonna come in in the padded suit and say some mean things yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> but what i was gonna say is you'll keep us posted when the documentary's out there oh, so we can you can, send, you okay. can let our listeners know okay. excellent and you'll come back to the show again absolutely and let us, i appreciate pleasure. you so Thank much you coming so in and your journey uh from that moment in that garage to where you are now uh, as much as that was the scariest thing I could imagine anyone ever going through, I'm so grateful you did because you've made such a difference with so many people's lives. Thank you. It's amazing. Thank you. My pleasure. I couldn't do anything else. All right. I uh, want to remind you guys too, any questions, anything you have on your mind, hit us up at radparenting at gmail.com. And uh, my name is Joe. And Anaya Bo. And we're out of here. Late. <laughs>